Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. I told you not to do this. Don't do this. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Larry. Larry. Stop it. Hey. I'm not playing with hey. you. The song stinks and you stink. It's the get right. We're Reggie KG on 105.3 The Fan. Kevin Gray. Reginald Atatula, Larry D. Flores. It is the original configuration. That's right, boys and girls. One year ago today, we blessed your airwaves. It really does suck. With the Get Right's debut with myself, my partner, Reginald Atatula, and yes. You really cut off Ninth Wonder, (laughs) Lil Brother, for J-Lo in this terrible song. Because he had to remember. God will judge you harshly. I want you to understand that. <laughs> he said, I'm a Texas man. He He's he not worried about it. God is already judging you harshly. He's and it's going to get harsher because of your actions tonight. I want you to understand that. Okay, so the question is, the theme of the rest of the night will be. God will judge you harshly. That's no. As you can see. There you go. Um. I'm gonna get right into my Nigerian. I'm gonna get into my Nigerian there you go, bag. Four, six, nine. They said this start, song is hot. I'm getting into my Nigerian bag. I'm gonna start car- cursing all of y'all. Oh really? Yeah, that's it, right. It, Niger- really? I'm gonna start calling y'all goats, and not in no good way. <laughs> start talking about your fada. Well, some would call us the greatest of all time in terms of the night show. With I, all don't, I don't know if they'd be right in that regard. That's a little pre. Speak for yourself. A little early to Speak say. Speak for yourself. No, I'm just um, Let us know your favorite memories of the one year anniversary so far. Uh, of the one year anniversary, so it's only been it's we, been three hundred sixty five days. Oh, it's a memory of the sh- a memory of the show thus far. Thus far, like, yeah. The anniversary, we've only been on the air for like fifteen minutes really? and talked about the stars. I don't know if the memories are all that hot. <laughs> We're gonna just erase that. We're just gonna hit the you know, the men in black pin. Just boop, <laughs> just act like that didn't happen. Okay. Um, but yeah. Speaking of, uh, shout out to everybody that's getting in their car at the AAC during yo, the second intermission because it yo. does sound like it does seem like some people were like, "Yo, this is that is enough." And look, I have seen some enough. of them were like, "Hey, look, we, our kids, we got to take these kids to school in the morning." Uh, stars out here getting a tail whooped for nothing going into the third period. Um, by the way, whom is going to play forward? Have no idea at this point. Jamie Ben, see you later. Yevgeny mm-hmm. uh, Dodonov, see you later. Yeah, he had an injury. Uh, Max Domi, yeah, you can get out of here too. Fighting. Game misconduct, gone. So I don't know who in the world is going to play forward for the Stars for the rest of the night. There's no lines anymore. You just got to line up. <laughs> all y'all get out of here. <laughs> Sagan, all y'all just kind of play all night long, I guess. Um, from the 469, my favorite memory is knowing what KG's age is, which is... You 36! 
I'm sorry. I'm going to continue to be distracted by P.K. Subban's fit tonight. I'm sorry. It is just top tier for him. Good for him. Um, you think you can pull it off? Um, he got That's about four buttons. See, but here's the thing with P.K. He's real physically fit still. And if you know anything about me or have seen me in public, that's not me necessarily. So I have to get my fit game up. Like my physical, you know. Fitness, yes. You know, fitness mm-hmm, game up before mm-hmm. I'm pulling off a, a shirt, four button open uh, shirt look. Larry could probably pull that off, though. Isn't that right, Larry? No? Okay. Got a little confidence in yourself. Um, let's see here. From the 940, Kevin's Cowboys exit interview. Oh, oh that that's good. a good callback. That was good. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> Y'all were super interactive with the whole text line um, that particular time. Okay. I remember that. I had forgotten until you reminded me. Thank you. Appreciate that. Uh, let me answer this question for you, 469. How many days have KG been on time in the first year? <laughs> All of them that I needed to be three or four. <laughs> Oh, that? really? That's right. So the days that? that you just left me out here rolling solo for a little bit. I got here you when did, I got you here. You didn't need to be here. Okay. <laughs> no, I, no, I, no I, I needed to be here. No, I see how I, I just got here no, when I got you here. You said what you meant. I said what okay. I said, and okay. I stand 10 toes on that. Uh, but I got here when I needed to get here. Uh, oh, how, how could they forget? How could we forget? Wait, from the A17, and the fans were throwing stuff on the ice, too. Oh, y'all oh, were getting rowdy no. like that? They're oh, getting rowdy no. like that at the Okay, so it did say that the second period ended with about 21 seconds left. So maybe that's why. Oh. It's because people were getting rowdy at the American Airlines and throwing stuff on the Oh, that's nasty. On the business. ice. Oh, y'all got to relax now as if they can hear me in the building. <sighs> the tough part about it is, like, I understand it because it does look like your team when it came down to pressure time. We're going to get into the narrative bag. It felt like they folded, <laughs> right? It felt like they'd collapsed in, like, intestinal fortitude and all those things, right? Um, so I get it being wildly disappointed, throwing that stuff on the ice. Come though. on like, now, uh, yeah. Like I, I, mm-hmm. we want to express, we want to express how uh, how frustrating this is. I don't know. Yeah, that's uh, that's yeah. Uh, y'all keep those rolling in, rolling in though on the uh, on the text line eight seven seven eighty one one zero five three. Happy birthday! Appreciate that. Uh, it's Mitch from the nine one eight. Nobody listens more. Well, thank you. Happy birthday, Mitch! Uh, if you listen more than Mitch, go ahead and try it on the truck right on the text line eight seven seven eight eight one one zero five three. I want to start a I want to start a war here. Who uh, listens more? <laughs> As we celebrate our one year anniversary, thank you to Larry for reminding us uh, of that. Not just letting us know, but also with the the beautiful intro song to start off. Intro song stinks. Let, leave J Lo alone, okay? What do you mean? She needs to leave me alone. She won't go away. <laughs> Well, we nobody hope. nobody invited her to this program. <laughs> nobody. Thanks for nothing, Larry. Well, these rookies have been invited with the Cowboys. They are now part of this football team, and they have a chance to make an impact for America's team going into 2023. The best and worst case scenarios for some of your Cowboys rookies going into this upcoming season. Shout out to the Cowboys. They started. Uh, mini camp, organized train uh, team activities. Actually, yeah, OTAs. That's right. Organized team activities because mm-hmm. it it is the nebulous off season time. But you have a certain period of time where you can do team activities. What activities? Don't worry. It's kind of just it's kind of just amorphous. Just stuff. But, but they are organized. They not disorganized. They organize. <laughs> it's nothing else. Team structured activity. Very organized <laughs> on time. All right. Discipline. <laughs> yes. All the words. Any other thesaurus words? <laughs> Shout out to the Cowboys. A uh, mandatory minicamp next week. Thank you. Next week. The, the non-mandatory time, the the optional of these, uh, Michael Parsons was there for, worth noting. Shout out to him. Yeah. Um, but yes, when we talk about 
your draft picks and the 20, for the 2023 or 2023 draft class for the Dallas Cowboys. Let's do it that way. Um, cl- let's go in order. Clearly, your first round pick is Mozzie Smith, defensive tackle. What do you think is the best case scenario for what he ends up being um, this starting season? Defensive rookie of the year. Oh, wow. You think that's capable? Come on. You, you, see, you said best case scenario, right? Realistic best case scenario, dude. What are you doing? Like defensive tackle not winning best uh, rookie of the year. How you know? Why can't he? Let's pull up the defensive. Don't do that. You don't have to do that. Oh, I don't? No, you don't have to no, do that. No, the Google has already started, buddy. <laughs> the point is, we're going to reach for the, you know, reach for the stars, you know, and hit the, whatever the saying is, reach for the moon, hit the stars, something like that. That sounds cute. Um, Shoot for the moon, because if you miss, you will land amongst the stars is the idea. All right, that sounds good. Um, okay. You re- want to you know the last time a defensive tackle won rookie of the year? I'm a guest 2018 with Vita Bayo. 2000, oh, sorry, 2014, Aaron Donald. Of course he did. Year before that, <laughs> Sheldon Richardson, and in 2010, Kung Su. You think that he has the capability of being any of them cats? Sheldon Richardson won a defensive rookie of the year from a defensive tackle position? Mm-hmm. Shout out to the MIZZOU. That's right. Okay, all right. That's right. Uh, you think he got any of those guys in him? Especially considering that the idea is the pass rush is is a uh, is uh, is a unlockable feature as opposed to stock like that's an upgrade i mean one's a hall of famer um and domicunsu at one point was considered the best defensive tackle or one of the best defensive tackles in the game respectfully to aaron Rodgers' foot um and then sheldon richardson flamed out unfortunately had a decent career but not not great um for my okay realistically for mozzie smith if he can be a two to three down player mm-hmm Clog up the middle, free up things for these linebackers, you know, these edge guys to be able to handle things on the outside and get to the quarterback a little bit and stop the run. Yeah, that that's your ceiling. You know, if he can get two to three sacks from the defensive tackle spot as well, increase his pass rush and be able to get better from there, I think that's very realistic for him. Two to four sacks from the middle, but more so being a run stuffer that allows Micah Parsons and these guys to get after things on the edges. And on the outside, stopping the run. You 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 match what our friends, uh, our friend Dan Rogers at uh, blogging the boy says is best case scenario. Basically, immediate starter, immediate yeah. starter, and then eventual Pro Bowler. Probably not this season, but you know, over time. Um, worst place, worst case scenario, he says is just a rotational player. That would be the worst case scenario because what he cannot be is a version of uh, Neville Gallimore. Yeah, you know any of these guys that you have seen in the rotation for the last few years. He has got to stand out along with Jonathan Hankins as the two, your two best defensive tackles in the middle. I know Osa's had some flashes at times for the Cowboys, but Hankins and Mozzie Smith have to be your two best interior linemen going into 2023. Okay. Somebody says uh, if Mozzie can get six sacks and is uh, top 10 in pressures, should be a phenomenal year. Okay. Uh, the six sacks, we I feel like we ask it for a lot. There, I think that's but, a lot. But – if you if you can, I, I get what you're saying, right? If you can get him upfield and actually pass rushing, if you can ha- add that to his bag early, that'd be a great year for you. Um, I that might be a little unrealistic in my perspective, but the idea that he has that opportunity to add that over the course of his first few years in his rookie contract, I think that's that's really the idea. Um, let's move it along. Agreed. Luke Schoolmaker, tight end. Best case scenario is what KG in your mind. Uh, because your number one uh, tight end. Um, here's the thing. He's what twenty five years old. 
coming yeah, in. Yeah, he's 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 a little bit on the older end, um, but still has some opportunities for development within, obviously this offense, but as a player as well. Twenty four. Twenty four. Okay. So he should be your best blocking tight end, a safety blanket for Dak Prescott, and hopefully becomes a reliable pass catcher within this offense. You still got. You know, Peyton Hendershot, Jake Ferguson there, growing and developing under Lunda Wells, the uh, tight ends coach for this team. Mm-hmm. But for a schoolmaker, becoming the number one tight end, you don't draft a tight end in the second round and not believe at some point he becomes your number one tight end. Sure. Um, in the first year, the tough thing about it, though, is there's not a lot of tight ends that produce at a high level in their first season. So the idea of if he becomes your number one right tight end, I agree. If he can produce in that first season... Yeah, You won, right? Because that's just something that does not happen a ton. And you can also point to the idea that Jake Ferguson kind of did a little bit of the of producing. Obviously, he had to be mm-hmm. secondary, maybe even tertiary, depending on how you view it, considering that Dalton Schultz is there. But yeah, Dal- Dalton Schultz doppelganger is the way the blogging the boys puts it. If he can come in and be that <laughs> high upside player and do some, do some of those things, yeah, that's cool. Uh, worst case scenario, year one, Sean McEwen role, which would be so terrifying. Like, he just finds himself... Uh, in the sea of that tight end room and just one of the tight ends after the Hendershot pairing. Definitely worst case scenario there. But I don't think that's, even in that worst case scenario, I don't think that that's awful because there's, again, the the understanding that tight ends, rookie tight ends don't always produce and they could still flourish. Now, if he stays in that role, should he find himself in that role? That's where you get into a real, real problem. Well, I guess the problem is you draft him in the, in the second round, which means you're telling me that he's ready to produce now, first and second round picks in my mind. Well, he's ready to play. Ready yes. to produce. His t- that, that's the well, thing the that I keep saying ready about Ready to play and yeah. produce. Like, if you're spending that kind of capital uh, on that position, where normally you can find terrific tight ends in the third, fourth, and fifth rounds of NFL drafts, he's got to step in right away and produce for you, given where you decided to take him at when you didn't necessarily have to take a tight end um, at all. In that particular shout out to the homie Vach Lombardi who's on the YouTube 105 through the fans. What's up, Vach? Who mentioned that Mozzie's the best athlete we have at defensive tackle. The pass rush upside is there. And when we start talking about um, evaluating big men, guys mm-hmm. in the trenches, Vach is really good at that. Check yes. him out on uh, on YouTube, Vach Lombardi, mm-hmm. the volume, all those things. Um, and that's the thing that we've heard a lot is that Mozzie Smith has a lot of upside, uh, particularly when it comes to pass rush. He's so strong. My thing about it is just like, kind of tempering a little bit of expectations that that's going to be their day one or even, you know, at, at midway through the season, right? I, I believe that, and I have hope that he can get to that place early, mm-hmm. but just tempering that expectation that, okay, I don't think that that's something that we should say is a deal breaker if it's not there immediately. That was my point there. Um, but yeah, appreciate you, Vox, for making that note because it's always good to hear from you. Um, how about DeMarvion Overshone, linebacker out of Texas? What do you, what do you view as the best case scenario? For the linebacker. Um, can come in, be a special teams contributor, um, maybe see some spot, you know, play. Not going to play a lot, I would think. But he gives you speed, athleticism, kind of that hybrid role, if you will. Um, but I don't expect him to be a significant contributor right away for the Cowboys in that way. KG, you're spot on with what our guy um, at Blogging the Boys says. Linebacker three. Special teams ace, right? Yeah. Like an idea, a dude that just pops on the screen or pops off the screen rather yeah. when it comes to special teams plays. And then a dude who gives you, like you said, those spot spot um, 
snaps mm-hmm. when you get Lane Van Der Esch and uh, Damone Clark off the field. That's because obviously those two guys seem to be your starters when it comes to linebackers. So an idea of a guy who's going to be in that rotation in a lesser capacity and then also where it is uh, the opportunity to get on the field is special teams. Um, by the way, Jabril Cox would love like hello yeah uh, and that's the worst case scenario of this is like a jabril cox like development project because jabril cox didn't am i am i misremembering he was going to come in here and bring all this speed yeah the idea was that and, you know that might that might come along a little bit earlier but jabril yeah. cox ended up be, being some level of development i understand he was coming off an injury but like it ended up seeing being in this place where it's like oh this might take a little while to come along and mm-hmm. it would you would hate to have another one of those guys into marvion overshone and of course that that is the way that we do uh, or that's the way that we've set the worst case scenario because that would be devastating to have another player that you have in that particular room, in the same room, that is not quite ready because you need these guys to come in and be some level of help in the linebacker room. Um, how about Junior Fihoko before we go? Defensive line addition? Uh, depth piece. I mean, you've got a lot of guys in front of him right now that you're still hoping to get something from. We're talking about Hankins. We're talking about Mozzie Smith utilizing the first round. Osa's still there. You still got Neville Gallimore. There's a lot of guys that are in front of him yeah. to try and make an impact. It's going to be difficult for him. But Dan Quinn likes him. He's got a plan for him. And Dan Quinn, I trust, so we'll see what happens. Yeah, it's a real narrow window on this because best case scenario is that he's a key rotational player. And Correct. the worst case scenario is that he just kind of gets lost mm-hmm. in the depth. Anyone else that you want to mention or you just we feel like that it? Uh, I I got to touch on Deuce Vaughn. All right, I mean, fantastic. Yeah. You want me to give you what, what it says here? Yeah. Solid volume, Darren Sproles type role is the best case scenario, right? A guy that you can just bring in to be explosive, um, you know, and obviously last season he had four plays of 60-plus yards, all right? So runs low to the ground, all those mm-hmm. things, right? Slasher makes defenders miss. If he can come in and give you that in key instances with a decent amount of volume, that's the best case scenario. And the worst case scenario is that you just don't really see 42 on the on the floor or on the uh, turf too much, right? Because the idea yeah. of Tony Pollard getting a lot of run uh, runs uh, and carries and then you spot him with Ronald Jones and you just don't really see Dar- uh, Darren Sproles, Deuce Vaughn on the field. And we're not maybe seeing him in the return game either. Oh, um, yeah. When it comes to... Yeah, that's interesting because I'm thinking about this entirely under the running back situation. Special also, teams. A yeah, bit. special teams. Yeah, if he, if he, can, if he can pop there... And maybe even continue entirely like uh, dethrone Kamonte Turpin? Question mark? Well, it'll be interesting to see how they play that out when it comes to mandatory minicamp and <laughs> training camp. Because um, I don't think as of now, Kevontae Turpin should be threatened by the idea that he'll lose his job as the primary kick returner and punt returner. Um, but would love to see some opportunities for Deuce Vaughn to see what he can do in the open field. That's what training camp's for. Yeah. And we'll see that coming up here in the next couple of months. Those are some of the best and worst case scenarios for your Cowboys rookies heading into the 2023 NFL season. So get right with Reggie KG on 105.3 The Fan heading into the fourth quarter between the Celtics and the Miami Heat and the Stars still down 4-0 at the American Airlines Center as they are desperately trying to find a way back into this hockey game. Otherwise, they are going to go down 3 nothing to the Vegas Golden Knights. But coming up on the other side of this break, Spencer Dinwiddie and Brandon Jennings, what they said about Luka Doncic and what he has to improve on on the Gilbert Arena show. Next on the Get Right.
Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Back here on the Get Right with Reggie KG on 105.3 The Fan. Kevin Gray, Reginald Atatula, Larry D. Flores holding it down for you here. Appreciate you joining us on Odyssey and the Odyssey app. The text line is 877-881-1053. 877-881-1053. If you want to get in on the conversation what former Maverick Spencer Dinwiddie had to say about Luka Doncic getting into shape and what that looks like for him as the Mavericks continue to remain in the news and some potential coaching news as well for the Dallas Mavericks on the horizon. Also, at Kevin Gray Sports, at Reg Atatula yep. on Twitter, Larry D. Flores, if you want to give him a follow there as well. It is in the fourth quarter in game number four of the Eastern Conference Finals. Between the Boston Celtics and the Miami Heat, the Celtics putting up more fight than we've seen collectively in the first three games of this series as the Celtics are up 88-83 with 9.41 left in the fourth quarter in game four as the Celtics look to stave off elimination Stave tonight in South Beach. Jason Tatum was spectacular in the third quarter for the Boston Celtics as they were up by five, again, with 9.41 left in the fourth quarter. Meanwhile, with 9.50 left in the third period at the American Airlines Center, the Vegas Golden Knights remain up 4 nothing on the Dallas Stars as the Stars are looking to avoid an 0-3 deficit going into game four, which will be on Thursday night at the American Airlines Center. A ton of work to do for the Stars to try and climb their way back into this hockey game. Otherwise, they will be down 0-3 heading into game four on Thursday. Don't bring that mess in here, Sean. Not tonight. Yeah, you're not going to find a home with all that night's talk in here, Sean. Not tonight. Not tonight. But Spencer Dinwiddie and Brandon Jennings, former NBA player, were talking on the um, Gills Arena show. Gilbert's, Gilbert Arena show? Is yeah. that what it's called? It, um, I saw the handle on Twitter. Is that Gills Arena show? Him and Josiah Johnson doing their thing. 
um, on their that podcast. I didn't, I've forgotten that he had that podcast. Gilbert Arenas. We've gotten a lot of podcasts around the around I'm mean, sportscape in general, but like the NBA scape in particular. There's so been a many. Lot There's of so many. And there are some really interesting things that have come out of them. Like obviously players just in their in a more comfortable element mm-hmm. to kind of give some uh some information. Like the Paul George podcast has been wildly <laughs> insightful. Although it feels like every time he's talking it's about somebody busting his you know what? <laughs> Um, Jalen Green had a fantastic story on his uh, podcast. Oh, was it about Michael Michael Jordan? Yeah, the Michael Jordan. Yeah, yeah story. that was good as well. <laughs> we, Anyways, we have to play it a little bit later on, but yeah, that was a fantastic story. But when it comes to the Mavericks and Luka Doncic, of course, not in these NBA playoffs, and whether or not he can be in the kind of shape that he needs to be, but the question is, what does Luka have to improve upon going into next year? That's tough. That's my guy. Uh, and, I, and I love Dallas, too. I think um, defense, obviously. I think um, he does give effort to a degree on that end, but, like, it can be higher level and you want to get to a space where they're not, like, hunting you, obviously, because um, it's never good when your best player is getting, you know what I'm saying, targeted on defense. And then I just think, like, whenever the right roster gets around him, he's, he's probably just going to have to, you know, probably change play style a tiny bit. Um, yeah, that was that was it. I mean, you know, BJ BJ got his opinion. Listen, get in shape and stop bitching. You think he's out of shape? Yeah, stop bitching. Why are you always crying to the refs? Because that's what the players do. Yeah, but God, but, but like it's four on five every time. Like, yeah, yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't like that. Like if you like gonna yell, get up the court yeah, yeah, and like, then wait till like a dead ball because the nigga out or something. But yeah, and not to compare. But you don't think he's in shape? Is he in shape? I don't know. All them beers. I don't know. Yeah, I, I mean, I think, I think to his shape, I think he's in shape. But if you're talking about that elite the, level, yeah, like yeah, I can yeah. be at the rim every single time and defense or like, you know, when we talk about Giannis Braun type mm-hmm. of like shape, well, no, but see, yeah, he can hoop and, and, and you always say too, you always say guys training, like guys aren't training to go to the, like, mm-hmm. so that's why I'm saying you're not in, you're not in that type of elite yeah. shape. You know, and it's crazy. And, of course, that was Gilbert Arenas, Josiah Johnson, Spencer Dinwiddie, of course. Spencer now. Dinwiddie started that off. He mm-hmm. was the one who was talking about the two things that he mentioned were, one, the play style change, which I found was really interesting, right, once once people get around him. And then he was talking about the defensive effort. And these are, these are things that we've talked about with Luka Doncic. These aren't things that are necessarily new, but I did find the distinction <laughs> that Brandon Jennings made to be very interesting because it's one thing, Luka is in shape. To a degree. Yes. Okay. You don't mess around and average a darn near triple-double, you know, in the course of a season or average over 32 points per game and not be in shape. But the kind of shape that you need to be in to play deep into the playoffs consistently year over year and put forward the kind of effort defensively night after night, that shape he has not been in. And Tim Cato made a point with respect to some of this and the percentages that we have seen Luka Doncic be in that quote-unquote shape and how it has gone for him in his career. Yeah, I thought Tim Cato made a really interesting point. Uh, Kirk Henderson was tweeting about this uh, this clip, and Cato said, there's NBA conditioning and then there's superstar, quote, your top five in touches and drives, close quote, conditioning. And he's only been the second version for 30 to 40% of his career. And that's a fantastic point. Because, like, again, there's a certain level of shape of ho- and hoop that you need um, for if you're going to be a spot-up shooter, 
or if you know and those types of things if you're going to be the hub of an offense and going to be constantly you know going and driving and using your body and like having that taxing and then also especially with like the defensive aptitude that you have knowing that people are going to try and come in you know switch matchup hunt on you there's a certain level there's a different level of energy that you need uh to be capable of uh summoning and it does not seem like and kato's right i don't know about the number particularly but yeah no kato um points to the idea that he has not always been and he hasn't been for a majority of his career thus far in that shape the one thing i will say is i do wonder how many young cats are actively in that shape when they're like even let's talk about Nikola Jokic the dude who has been setting these playoffs on fire he reached a point in his mid-20s I want to say 26 probably maybe 27 just a few short years ago in the bubble where he was like oh okay no this is not enough there's a different level like you think oh I'm good but then there's a different level that you get to I think obviously he gets a little bit later started in this like superstar caliber level but like Luca. I, I don't want to lean on the idea that he's young because, like, I know it's kind of excuse-making, but there is so, somewhat a realization that this happens for all of them cats. I mean, Dirk had this as well, where he got to a point where he was like, oh, no, I need a different level of this. That's when we started seeing him bringing in these plates. Right? I was like, hey, man, I need to eat a, I need to eat even more uh, carefully. I need to be even more watchful of the way I go about this because there's a different level of expectation. And so Luca needs to get to that place, but I also don't want to be like too wild about it because I do understand that this is this is a process that a lot of guys go through. And I think for him at the age of 24, realizing what his body needs to be to withstand not only an 82 game season, but also a playoffs where we think he's going to be playing deep into the NBA playoffs for years to come and the type of physical shape and conditioning needed to withstand all of that. He is not there yet. And whether it be hiring a nutritionist, whether it be getting himself into better conditioning throughout the course of the year, because we have seen at times him be able to come into a season, have the kind of physical conditioning that says, oh, he can give us effort on both ends of the floor. Can he sustain that for an 82 game season? Sustainability. And that's what we haven't seen from him up to this point. What I do find interesting, though, and this is something that we started to dabble in conversation with once the Kyrie trade, Kyrie Irving trade was made, mm-hmm. is this style of play something that you can have? Right? Like this this heliocentric, as we have kind of come to calling it, this Luka-centric style of play, Harden-esque style of play, where it's just Luka Doncic does all of the things and everything revolves around else revolves him. around him. Yep. And Spencer Dinwiddie, a dude who very much likes him, and it was very obvious within that clip, was going out of his way to make sure that he was not unfair in any way and maybe even soften the blow if that's the way that you want to view it and he was very quick to say like there's a possibility that he's going to need to change his game when they put more around him so the idea that this is the way that they've had to play because there's not been around a lot around him okay maybe you let him off the hook there right or proverbially but once this team if this team gets into a place where they actually do the things to get talent around him this is probably not a style of basketball that you can do um, to win and is he capable of making those adjustments it was questions that we were asking when it was him and Kyrie can you play with another star now how about when you have these role players that are going to play in a different way and that have the things that they need to be successful which is in some ways what you kind of want for Luka Doncic the idea of bringing Kyrie Irving in is to take some of that pressure off of him offensively and then for a for him to be able to explore other parts of his game namely that's the part of it right the idea of okay well there's less pressure it can't be there's less pressure now you stand around 
Now you need to develop the rest of your game and do that. And that's that's the part that we're talking about. It's yes. not just the idea that, okay, well, now you're not going to be on the ball more. It's now what do you do when you're off ball? Are, mm-hmm. you just, are you just parked and, you know, gasping for air? Or are you now moving off ball and setting screens or just – Posted up and actively ready to shoot. Are right? you like, affecting the like offense that. without the basketball in your hands? That, to me, is the next level for Luka Doncic because we know what he is spectacularly with the ball in his hands. The pressure that he can create by just his sheer movement can wreak havoc on defenses, but he has to be in better shape in order to do that, especially during the course of an 82-game season and deep into the playoffs. Uh, before we go to break, some coaching news when it comes to the Dallas Mavericks. Um... Mark Stein of Substack had reported yesterday that Frank Vogel is a leading candidate to join the Dallas Mavericks bench as a member of Jason Kidd's coaching staff if he does not land one of these coaching jobs, which is interesting because a piece of news is just coming out as of a few moments ago Oh, where the Phoenix Suns have now narrowed their coaching search um, to these four fi- or these five finalists, excuse me, and Matt Ashby is doing this. Yes, he's doing this. <laughs> um, the names. <laughs> Here we go. Uh, Kings assistant Jordy Fernandez. Sure, can't tell you much about that. Suns assistant Kevin Young. Okay. Here's what gets fun for you. Frank Vogel, NBA championship winning coach. Nick Nurse, technically championship winning coach. <laughs> Fifth and final finalist. Shout out to Chris Paul. Wait, what? Doc Rivers. Oh, boy. I thought you were saying Chris Paul. Like, <laughs> hey, man, maybe we can get off. Like, I, I like the idea that Matt Eshby is like, can we get off that $40 million by making him the coach? <laughs> that would be hilarious. Has anybody tried that? Uh, I think the last player coach I remember. Or I, obviously I wasn't there, but um, Bill Russell was a player coach way back when. Like, I know that we let some dudes leave the bench and go right to coaching. Shout out to Jason Kidd. Shout out to Jason but, Kidd. Um, yeah, may, may, maybe maybe you could pull the Chris Paul. Hey, man. If Doc Rivers lands this job in Phoenix, you can fire him at HBN to the sun. What does he think? Championship winning coach. <laughs> Never forget. 2008, Bubba. Uh, no, I'm not struggling to read. I just wanted to put emphasis on some of the ridiculousness of these names of these coaching candidates. Uh, that the Put the respect on them. All are, championship winning coaches except for the assistants. That's, I will, not going to lie. I never heard of the other two. Coming up next here on the Get Right, Reggie KG on 105.3 The Fan. We go around the National Football League where there was a scare today in New York around this quarterback. Next on the Get Right. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. About to go around the NFL here on the Get Right with Reggie KG on 105.3 The Fan. Kevin Gray, Reginald Atatula. What's up? 
Lara D. Flores. Keep the text coming in on the text line, 877-811053, as we celebrate our one-year anniversary of the Get Right Revenge KG on 105.3 The Fans. Some of the texts that were coming in a little bit earlier as far as their favorite uh, memories of our uh, show through our first year. Um, where did, there was one go uh, <laughs> from the 713. My favorite memory is every time Steve DeBerg makes an appearance. That's not even really much on this show. I feel like that's more on KNC. That is true. But I figured you would appreciate, you know. Steve DeBerg just Shout being, out Steve, Steve DeBerg, being yeah. mentioned. Um, another one from the 940. Y'all's best memory had to be the moment y'all became the number one night show in less than a year. That did happen. That did happen. That was kind of funny that day because <laughs> I didn't realize that had happened until someone had like. There was a couple people on the text lines congratulating us. Okay, yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. I just, I That's no very idea. nice of you. Thank you. And then I had to go back. I was like, oh, oh, I guess that did. Happened, and then coming to realize, Sean Sharif had mentioned it during the morning show mm-hmm. several hours earlier, and having no idea that that had actually had actually happened. So, um, you know, shout out to y'all for helping us get to that to that point as well. But yeah, y'all keep those all rolling in. Someone else had, of course, their favorite memory of us so far for one year when we decided. I Well, that's one, but. Uh, when we did the whole Rick Astley jump off. You remember that? As you come back? I do. <laughs> uh, that actually won us G back in the day a couple of times, actually. Oh, did it? You don't remember that? <laughs> we were G back in the day a couple okay. of times. Fantastic. The, the whole Rick Astley song. Uh, but yeah, I'll keep those coming in on the com, Or excuse me, the regular text line. <laughs> the regular text line. 877-811053. Um, before we go around the NFL, it is over at the America Airlines Center. <sighs> officially, Stars get shut out for nothing in game number three. They are officially down 0-3 going into game four. They're in pure stave mode at this point. A pure. Um, Thursday night is game number four as the Stars will look to stave off elimination. Stave. To the Vegas Golden Knights who put a beat them down. At the AAC uh, tonight. So, unfortunately, Stars go down 4 nothing to the Vegas Golden Knights. Game 4 Thursday night at the American Airlines Center. From the 214, best moment is Casey trying to say ophthalmologist. There was that. I don't even think. Were you on with me when I said that? No, nope, that was a Bobby Belt special. That was a Bobby Belt special. Mm-hmm. Of course it was. Of course it was. Uh, Larry, let's go around the National Football League here on the Get Right uh, we start in New York because there was a little bit of a scare today in practice for the New York Jets because Aaron Rodgers dealing with a little bit of a, a calf injury after practice today. Yeah. <laughs> Why are you looking at me? I thought that was your uh, that was your story. You do the stories. You the story man. <laughs> Am I the storyteller? You the story man. Since when have I been the story man? Well, you put that on the run sheet, so you know I figured that she was going to be all over that one. Um, but yes, he has got a minor calf injury. Does Aaron Rodgers? Uh, his first hiccup as a member of the New York Jets occurred today. That's my favorite part. It's just like watching you toss things to me and me toss them right back. <laughs> you go, I go. You mm-hmm. go, I go. Just yep. like that. Just mm-hmm. like that. Um, so the minor capture is said to be just that minor. It kept him out of practice today. 
Um, the favorite part of today's press conference. So did you see him going in on um, his favorite Jersey Shore characters? Apparently, no. I saw that it was happening, and I was like, I don't need to click play on that. That's you should have. Really? Why? Sell me. Sell me on the idea. It's Aaron Rodgers talking about Jersey Shore as a new New Yorker. That's a great reason for me to not watch it. (laughs) Oh, man. Yes, that is uh, a fact. We'll have to fact check you, but I believe that is correct. From the 682, 204 times teams have gone down three games in the playoffs and only four teams have made a comeback. Yikes. Uh, but Aaron Rodgers gonna make it five. All right, who's with me? <laughs> uh, he has been participating in voluntary workouts. Shout out to Aaron Rodgers and his work ethic, wanting to show up for his new teammates. Um, but he is said to be okay as uh, he was held out for the rest of the practice at 39 years of age, looking to help the Jets turn things around in the AFC East. Alan Lazard had also uh, dealt with a little bit of something during practice, but he was also fine as well, the newest receiver for the New York Jets. Now, you got to help me out with this one. What's right. this about the 49ers and Brock Purdy here? What's so, going on here? Are you familiar with Kyle Shanahan, head coach of the 49ers? Yeah, good football coach. Apparently, uh, they got out here. The organization um, said that, quote, we are hoping for week one, and we feel pretty optimistic about that. That's what we're hoping for. Usually you've got to come back before that to make that goal. And that's kind of the goal we're hoping for and don't have any reason to think different. That is speaking to a Purdy update. Uh, Brock Purdy, that is. The, was six-round quarterback? Seven-round quarterback? Seventh. Mr. Irrelevant. Um, that had played for them and played well towards the end of the season and into the playoffs. That had then gotten injured. Um, the idea is they are hoping that he will be ready for week one. Which makes me wonder, damn, what did Trey Lance do to y'all? I mean, that's a great question. Like, I, they I, seem like, so hell-bent on this idea of Brock Purdy. He's and not like, playing, yeah. Again, Brock Purdy did fantastic with what he was asked to do. Right, Like, he came out, he executed the offense. I mean, no disrespect to Brock Purdy. I'm just surprised that they were willing to turn so quickly on this thing that it felt like they were all in on. Continuing, like, we talked about the fact that they gave up three first-round picks to move up to get Trey Lance. He got injured, did not play a lot of games in his rookie season. Obviously got injured again, and I understand that now maybe you go, okay, it's the injuries, but the idea that everybody else seems to be a little hurt, they are they they seem still super excited to go, well, but do we really have to put him back out here? Which does not seem to make sense to me. But shout out to them for the optimism on Brock Purdy. How much? What is the percent chance that you believe that Brock Purdy will actually make it back for week one? Um, if I had to put a percentage on it, I would go 65%. Okay. Um, and that would be fantastic for San Francisco based on the way that they feel about Brock Purdy at this point. And how do you feel about Brock Purdy? I I still don't know. I I really don't know. I mean, he's got so much talent around him. Like the way that he played last year, I akin it to him being, you know, a terrific point guard, just distributing the football to wherever he wanted to you know, distribute the football to whether it be Debo Samuel, you know, Ayuk, George Kittle, Christian McCaffrey, just get the ball to the dudes and let them make plays. And he did a good job of that. How good he actually is as a thrower of the football and as a quarterback, I think we'll find out much more of that uh, this upcoming season. But hey, Kyle Shanahan does a great job protecting his play, his quarterbacks uh, to make them successful within that offense. Um, as we continue around the NFL here on the get right. Okay, so... What the hell is this with the NFL and this new 
fair catch rule? Yes. So we understand that the fair catch, if caught, uh, if the ball is caught in the end zone, right, you can fair catch it and take it out to 25, 25 yard, right? Right. That was a change that was made from the 20 to kind of try and maybe incentivize folks to keep it in the end zone a little bit more often, make it a little bit safer. Yeah. In college, do you know what the rule is on fair catches? It's just anywhere in the field, field as long yeah. as you as long as you uh allow or as long as you uh field it catch and fair yeah. catch it, yeah. you can the ball will be placed at the twenty five. Right. The NFL has taken a step towards doing that. Or they have basically decided to do that college football rule in the what? NFL. Um to again basically lessen the effect of or lessen the probability that teams do these returns. So if a player calls for a fair catch at the five, at the five, the yeah. ball is automatically placed at the 25 yard line. Mm-hmm. Come on, man. So according to Rich McKay, who is the chairman of the NFL's competition committee, most of the surge in um, injuries on uh, kickoffs can be traced to an increase in returns caused by pop-up kicks. There's an easy way that this can be solved. Get, rid, I, get rid of the kickoff? No. Okay. You watched, well, you didn't watch the XFL. If you had, you had seen how the XFL kickoff goes. Where they line up and then you don't get to, you don't get to go until the kick returner catches it? That's right. Easy enough. No injuries. 90% return rate. It's very easy. No one can engage with the other team until the ball is actually caught. Because what incentive now does a player have to return the football? If there's an opening and if you really need the yards? Otherwise, oh, I can just get, you know, whether or not I catch it on the one-yard line, I get to take it out to the 25. That's that's the way that it's set up. The thing is, it's set up to like try that. and get you to do that to stop these injuries. I don't like that. Okay. Yeah, that's. Um, I can see. You, can you can you articulate why you don't like that? Because if it's simply I don't like that, well, it doesn't. Well, I just laid out the the easy way to be able to do this to lessen the idea of injuries and still create excitement for the return is to have them not engage until the ball is caught. It allows for kickoffs to still happen, cuts down on injuries, and you still get the element of the return game. Otherwise, you're just decentivizing, you know, returners to return the kick. So I could just stand at the five-yard line and catch it, and then the ball be automatically placed at the 25-yard line? Yeah. Yeah, I don't like that. Yeah. Let the return game still be in play, and you can still do it in a very safe way. We've seen examples of how that can be done fairly easily. Uh, from the 682, only on kickoffs? Yes, it's only on kickoffs because punts kind of already have a fair catch element to them, right? Like there's, we already had that thing squared away. Uh, I love what was the Greg Schiano plan. I understand not a great name, but, uh, you know, mm-hmm. which was let's get rid of the kickoff entirely and we go to you get the ball, same spot, fourth and 15. If you want to go for it on offense, you can go for it on offense. If you want to kick a punt, which is a significantly safer statistically uh, kicking situation than kickoffs, you can punt. And that's how you, you know, turn the football over in that way, right? Like passing off possession. I like that a ton because you still get the explosive element and you really give people a much better opportunity uh, when you're down a whole bunch of scores and you need to try and get back in it. Being able to put your offense on the field as opposed to depending on this oblong shake ball to bounce the right way, I think that that adds more of a fun element to the game while also making this significantly safer. By the way, the average starting field position for those kickoffs that I was telling you about with the XFL Average starting field position was the 31-yard line. So you're still gaining more yards through the return than you would be if 
you were to just have the kick or the returner just catch it and take it to the 25-yard line. I'm sure it's something that the NFL will consider over more time, especially once they get more data for this from the NFL, although I guess you could also look at the data that's already been paired um, from college football. So the hope is that the concussions on kickoffs drop by 15%. Because that is, in fact, the most dangerous uh, play in the sport is kickoffs. And so if you are serious about limiting kickoffs, I think the, this is the trade-off you have to make, which is like, let's limit these injuries, and maybe you might sacrifice a little bit of the, you know, oh, well, that part was fun, but if this is hurting your workforce, it does not seem smart. I said trip around the National Football League here on the Get Right Revenge KG here on 105.3 The Fan. Coming up next, who was the best college quarterback of the 21st century? And the Celtics really got out here and made us have to watch a fifth game in the Eastern Conference Finals. We'll tell you how next on the Get Right. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.